Hello, friends. Heart and Hustle here. Heart and Hustle, visionary healers, movers, and shakers. I am your host, Paulette Reese-Denis. I am your transformational lifestyle and business coach for creative women who are on the verge of becoming something more, something exciting and big and wonderful and magical. And I get to bring you magic makers every other couple of weeks, every other week or whenever this podcast goes live. <laughs> Today, I have a woman friend from Denver, Colorado. Arwen Taps is here with us today. Did I say that right? You did. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, she is a magic maker. She is a nurse practitioner. And she has her own company called The Tender Root. And I'm really excited for her to talk to you about that today, because I think this is really really important work that Arwen that you're doing and bringing uh, to women to step into their own power and take control of their own health and well-being. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. So welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your, so you, you work a full-time job as a nurse practitioner. I do but you've got this kind of side hustle, this side passion thing going on. So what's happening? Yeah, well, so they, they are kind of interrelated in, in my day job, <laughs> my other full-time job. I work for minimally invasive procedure specialists, which is an interventional radiology practice where we specialize in women's chronic complex pelvic pain. Um, there's all kinds of different stuff that that can be related to but it's not always a vascular issue or something we can treat with an interventional radiology procedure. So um, my practice is the tender root. And that one is a primarily functional medicine practice with a swirl of coaching in there to just help other women um, besides myself, because this was my journey as well. Um, I help other women sort of understand what it is that's going on with their health, clarify what their priorities are, and then, um, you know, recognize why things are happening the way that they are and what they can do about it, essentially. Nice. And so what was your journey to this? Well, it's been, you know, <laughs> just a few years of, um, I, I actually started out with Susan Hyatt back in 2018. Um, because she was certifying coaches in, um, bear, which is body image issues, women's issues, that type of thing. So I've always kind of been on this. Yes, there you go. Um, I I've kind of been an Epic battle with my body since I learned that I was fat in fifth grade. Um, oh boy. so oh yes, boy. <laughs> a lifetime of fixing. Um, and I, I, ultimately developed a autoimmune condition, um, in my early thirties, um, that progressed until, uh, gosh, probably a year ago, maybe when I discovered functional medicine. Um, and I had a blood clot in my brain. I was in the hospital in oh June God. 2020. Yes. <laughs> um, and they did it so nonchalantly. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really interesting because I really feel like it all happened as it should have, because I started my nursing career in neurosurgery and now I do vascular. And then here I am, you know, this person like this happened to me. And I thought, who, 
who is more well-equipped than a nurse practitioner who works in this stuff? But I was unable to, um, I felt so unsupported and I was kind of floating in the wind and nobody knew why it had happened. And um, I, I, I really needed to understand the why. And when they told me I could stop my blood thinners because you know the flow chart said, it's been a year, it's your first clot. I thought, you know, that, that could have ended my life and it's my brain and I don't want to do an experiment on, on myself. I want to understand before I do anything so that I can make informed decisions. Yeah. And, you know, at the same time, I'm working with women who have been through extensive workups and like seeing gastroenterologists and done all these painful procedures and had their uterus removed, but they are in worse pain than they were when they started that process. Uh-huh. And nobody knows why. And so it was just, I mean, it it just happened to be that I landed in a a situation where I needed to understand why I couldn't find help myself and started finding answers on my own. Wow. And and so so you're you're still doing the full-time gig, but you're opening up to this thing and you call it the tender root. Yes. I love that name. So tell me about the name. So I initially, um, I think that it has so many nuanced mm-hmm. meanings to it. You know, the pelvic pain is the root. Mm-hmm. Um, the, if we dig to get the truth, that's when we can grow stronger. Um, and these things that we think are inherently wrong with us, it's, it's the, the messages that our body is giving us. And so we need to nurture ourselves so that we can grow strong and not continue down this road of chronic illness. Wow. And oh God, there's so many layers to this. I love what you wrote, like learning how to trust your own brilliance. Yeah. So, I mean, because, because what's happening is these women are giving themselves over to whatever the doctor says. Yes. Yes. That's, that's one of the the things in functional medicine in general, not just in my practice, um, is that we are a collaborative relationship with the patient and not a doctor patient sort of like, this is the best thing for you to do. We help you explore uh, the timeline and the different things that are interconnected and causing the things that are happening to you. But it doesn't matter really if we totally understand the why. And it doesn't matter where we start because anything that we do on any of the the, um, pieces will shift the whole matrix and will change your trajectory going forward. So the priorities are part of that. It's there's so many lifestyle things that can make a huge impact on you. And it's not like you have to do this one specific thing. It's you have a whole platter of options and it's really up to you. But and, and I, it's so sad when I see women, especially older women, mm-hmm. who have given themselves over and now they're taking all this medication and their medication on top of medication, on top of medication, on top of medication. And it's like, wait a minute, but what's really, what's the, what's the root? Yes. The thing that, that makes me so frustrated about that is that, you know, we become dependent on the system when we're on these medications because- what it does is it blocks the symptoms and it allows the disease to progress. Exactly. And so now here we are, we're relying on the system to give us these medications that help us 
continue to function sort of. <laughs> right. And numb out, numb out the real reason and never find the, the root cause, the root, yes. the root. Well, the other piece of this medication thing is that there's always a trade-off and, you know, I personally, um, did not fully understand what I was signing up for. It's like the, um, birth control, for example, impacts your thyroid. There are so many different things that, that I feel like when, when the doctor's just making the decision for you, um, or saying, this is what your option is option. <laughs> uh, right. There's really not room for consent and and full understanding of what's gonna. So how do you work with women in those situations? What what? How did you step into this this new role as coach and and savior? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, I feel like it's all just sort of like we're all a supportive community. We're all the roots are spreading beneath everything. It's not what, you know, it's who, you know, so I don't purport to know everything, but I will help you figure it out. I will help you find somebody that knows, hmm. but the way that it, it initially began was, you know, like I had the stroke, I had had a headache for three weeks that just progressed and progressed and progressed. And I actually went to the doctor cause I was worried that my colleagues would think that I was making it up, which, you know, of course wasn't true, but it was like, that was what prompted me to go to the mm, doctor. Yeah. And I think that's like you're making what it happened. up in your mind. It's not really happening. Right. It's not as serious as, as you know, it was it, very serious, obviously. But even when I went into the doctor, they're like, oh, this is just a lupus flare. They gave me some steroids and sent me on my way. And I, another week went by and I started spontaneously throwing up and it was like, okay, this oh is a neuro symptom. This is an ominous symptom. I need to do something, but I really had to do it like, it's hard to be the person who pushes for your goal when you're the sick person. You need, you need a village of people. (laughs) And women happen to be very good at being those people. Yes, they do. So busy taking care of everybody else and everything else that we are floating heads, kind of walking around and ignoring our bodies and trying to fix ourselves when we are focused on ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's just a perfect recipe for chronic autoimmune So what was your, what was your process for your own healing then? Um, well, so I've been in coaching since I met my first life coach in 2014 and it was a weight loss. Of course (laughs) started in weight loss because, because way back when you said, I learned I was fat when I was in fifth grade. I, can we touch on that just a little bit? Yeah. I, it was the first time I realized there was something wrong with my body or that I was any different than any other person in my class. And it was actually a crush. My crush told me that I was fat. Um, Mm -hmm. and then my friend's crush came over and pinched me and said, wow, you really are fat. So it was, I mean, it just stayed with me forever. That's enough to kill you right there. I know. I know. And it's, And, and I mean, were you really obese or no, this is just, this is what our media has taught us. Right. It was before puberty. So I was, you know, I had, I became a beanpole when I grew taller, but I was in ballet and I was an active kid. I was healthy. I wasn't ill. I wasn't on odd medications or anything like that. I was perfectly just minding my own business. Perfectly fine. (laughs) Kids can be so cruel. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, I, I imagine they have no, no idea they had that type of impact on me, but I want, you know, I want to make sure that um, people recognize how 
words can wound people and change how they see themselves, which colors their whole experience of being alive. Wow. I mean, I think I, probably almost every little girl has some sort of something like that. I mean, you know, they told me that I would never be a dancer. I didn't have the body to be a dancer. Mm. Of course, that was ballet. Yes, same. And here I am a world-renowned tribal belly dancer with a global company. That's fantastic. I well, love that. You, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's what it be. It has to be. I mean, that can fuel you to, to yeah. change. And it, you know, I mean, it, it, for me, it was never a revenge type of thing. I just kept moving into my desires. So, um, but I'm sure a lot of people have those kind of feelings. It's like, oh my God, what am I going to do now? Right. Um, so I, I digress there. And then I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> Um, before we start talking about the fifth grade, uh, hmm. we were talking about, I think we were talking about my healing journey and kind of how I ended yeah. up, yeah. you know, I met Susan Well, I did the weight loss coach and then, oh, oh yeah. So you got a coach in 2014. Yes. And she was fantastic. She actually introduced, not introduced me, but like exposed me to Susan, mm -hmm. um, and her work. And I was also following, uh, Brooke Castillo. Um, and I really like her old work. The podcast is just like, if you're having a, a day of this or that, or whatever you need, you can just kind of search for it. And it's a great tool to just nice. reset your attitude about it all. Um, and for, those of you who, for those of you who don't know, Susan Hyatt is actually how I know Arwen. Yes. She's our coach. Um, the coaches have coaches. It's oh, really always. important. Everybody needs a coach. Yes. Yep, yep. <laughs> Everybody needs a coach. So anyway, yeah. that's our, that's, Arwen and mine connection. And, and that's how I got Arwen here for you. Okay. Well, I'm here. I just had to like clarify that a little bit. Yes. And well, so I, I had actually, when I met Susan, I was working for a physician that had my name on the ownership of the practice for some reasons that I won't go into, but it was very, very hard for me to leave that situation. And I was terrified that something would happen to my license and my livelihood. Um, and I felt fully responsible for all of the patients and I was very unsupported at that point too. So I kept getting sicker. Um, and Susan helped me make a plan and make a scene, get out of the situation that I was in. And I now work with my current boss, who's a female and who left her original practice, um, you know, and started hers and I was her first MP. So it just, it was meant to be, it was a beautiful coincidence, I guess. Um, and so I really feel a loyalty to her practice as well. And these women, and she's allowed me to have the space to start after my stroke. Um, I started, you know, I missed a, quite a bit of work as you might imagine. Um, but I started going down the road of functional medicine after meeting a gut coach who was referred to me by another coach. And I'm like a gut coach. Gut coach. <laughs> what does that mean? I love that. <laughs> yes. And it's just another example of like, I work in this field and I had no idea this whole universe existed of functional medicine where it's root cause. We look for the root cause and it's the, the science of health. We're not focused on treating disease and waiting till you get worse. It's like, we're looking at trends of your labs and we're not using what's common. We're using what's optimal to determine where you are on this continuum of health and illness. And we're trying to direct you to the way that you feel best and are the healthiest. Mm. So she gives me the space to work with patients and 
do some marketing for her and just really um, spend enough time with each patient. Um, oh, now there's that. Yes, <laughs> that's the hugest thing. Huge. Best job I ever had. <laughs> oh, that's so yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, I hate when you get shuffled in and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to talk to you for five minutes and you get shuffled out. And you're like, yeah. Okay. You get one problem. Like who has one problem? I don't even think that's a thing, you know, which is really sad. I mean, you know, it's sad that our, oh, you know, the, the insurance policies are set up as they are. The doctors are afraid to do things. The doctors have five minutes to do this. And, and, uh, I mean, we could go off and off on that. Yeah. I mean, so The thing, of course, is that it's, you know, you have to bill the insurance in order to get paid in order to keep the doors open to the practice. But I I will say for myself, I remember feeling relieved to have a diagnosis because it kind of, it validated my experience and it gave me words to talk about what was happening and that kind of thing. But over time, it's like, okay, now I'm just this label. And so we're putting people in boxes. It's like the flowchart thing that happened with the blood thinner um, so that we can treat you with the medication. And so it's, it's all part of the machine. It seems like, right. It's not a a human, it's not healthcare. It's no, no, not at all. It's a for-profit industry. Yeah. All right. So you're going to be the next uh, (laughs) mayor of (laughs) self-care. Yes. Love it. Okay. So the other thing you say, so you say trusting your own brilliance, which I think is gorgeous because we shouldn't give ourselves over to anybody else. Mm -hmm. You say tending to ourselves. Absolutely. Which means we have, we have, we have to take care of ourselves. Well, right. Nobody else is going to do it for us. We only get one opportunity or one body to take care of in one life. That's what I say all the time. This is all we got. And if we Um, think of it as tending instead of correcting and fixing and like perfecting, weeding, you know, it's, it's no, we're, we're tending to it. Tending. And then your next word is nourishing. Yes. Yeah. Instead of shrinking ourselves and trying to fit a, you know, square peg into a round hole. It's like, why are we doing that? We could be using this energy to, to support each other and nourish the world and nourish, you know, what we care about. I mean, it's the feminine way. <laughs> it's, it's diving back into the ancient roots of feminine divine guidance and, and medicine and magic and community yeah. and connection, right? Well, that's what I really, really love about this is that I'm kind of an example of these, these things that, that happened. I like to say that they're the best and worst things that happened to me. It's not like this happened and I'm a victim of it, but now I'm, I have this was a gift. Yeah. I have this ability to understand what that feels like as a practitioner in the field. And I have a little bit of power here because I'm a licensed practitioner that can help other people. Yeah. You have a lot of, you, not only do you have the skill, but you have the self-knowledge from what you went through. Right. Which I think is also what makes a, a coach, a great coach is, I mean, we all have our niches, right? Mm-hmm niches, however you want to say that. <laughs> I'm not <picky. laughs> And uh, we all have our area of expertise because of our own life experiences. 
Right. Well, and I spent so long, so many years, you know, trying to figure out how to, how to have my own business because I wasn't like everybody else and it was taking too long. And I was, you know, like everybody says it's taking too long, but I didn't, I, none of it felt right until I, until it did. Yeah. Well, that's so true. It's so true. And to find that place, because we all have a place, we all have yeah. something to offer. We all have something to give. Exactly. We all have some area of knowledge and skill and expertise. hundred um, percent. We all have value. Yes. And, you know, 90% of us don't ever allow ourselves to shine that light. Well, yes, that was the gift of the diagnosis itself. It's like these, these signals from my body got louder and louder and louder because I wasn't listening to them until it demanded my attention and stopped me in my tracks. At which point then I had language and permission to ask for what I needed. Mm. But until then, it, it was like the rules apply to everybody but me. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not anymore. So then you say making compassionate space for insight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, I think that when you let go of all of the expectations and accept what's happening and actually turn towards it, that's when you can begin to have power over it. And that's part of understanding the why I feel like information and knowledge is, is power. It's like, yes, it might not be good news, but you can't make a good decision based on falsehoods. Right. Well, and so much of it is just giving yourself that whole, that room to listen in, to dive right. in deep. Believing that there's nothing wrong with you allows you to say, okay, well then what am I? What is, what is this? Yeah. So, so Arwen, what's, so What's been the hard part of the journey for you to become this life coach? You know, I always love to talk about the heart, the passion. I also love to talk about what's been hard. What's the hustle? What's the growing experience for you in your business? So I, I alluded to it a little bit before about like, not really feeling like I belong here. Mm -hmm. um, like what, I know that there are coaches that I would watch, you know, coach people. And I'm just like, gosh, that's, I would never think of that. You know, <laughs> like, what do I say? What do I put out there? Um, but now it's just kind of like the time. I wish I had more time to, to create. Um, and, you know, the patient care stuff and the running of the practice kind of becomes my job because I'm so invested in it. Mm -hmm. um, when in reality, what I'd really like to do is, is take time to be still and be with people and listen to people. And when you get so caught up in everything, you stop being able to hear. So really gathering myself has been the hard part um, because I, I tend to overschedule and, you know, I want to do a lot of things and I'm loving all of it, but I can't do everything. I need to be selective. Yeah, I Multi-passionate. Yes, that. I think, I think that's also, I mean, I'm like, hello, <laughs> the queen <laughs> of multi-passionate. But that is definitely um, the hard part of a lot of this business is that I do want to do everything too. 
you know, I love this. I love this. I love this. I love you. I want to reach you. I want to reach you. I have this for you. I have this for you. And it's like, okay, wait, you know, you've got to take care of yourself. Right. And enjoy your life. And so narrowing it down and finding the most heartfelt purpose. Right. And that doesn't mean you still have to pick one. I don't believe that at all. You know, yeah. I think that we can be multi-passionate. There's some people out there that says, no, no, no you got to pick one. Well, and I think the other, on the other flip side of that is that you, you need to try in order to know you need to, to actually do stuff. Cause it used to be that I would be like, I don't know what to say. I don't have a perfect blog written. It, it, you know, it needs to look like this. And if it doesn't, I can't put it out there. And so just allowing things to be imperfect and releasing the reins. Right. And- yes. To be imperfectly perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, and to show, show people them. who you really are. Yes. Right. You know, um, I think that's also one of the hard part because, because as an entrepreneur, you have idols or heroes or sheroes, or, I mean, mm-hmm. I have, you know, I have many, I have many yes. gods and goddesses and heroes. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm always inspired by people's stories. I love people's stories like this. I mean, yes. That's why I do this because I love to bring your story to the world. I think it's inspiring and, and amazing. And, you know, someone's going to go, Oh my God, I'm not alone. Stories are so important because you have power over your story. And in medicine, I think that that's very undervalued. We don't have time to listen to your story. When in fact, if right. you listen to the story, we wouldn't have to do a bunch of things that we did because that's not what they're even talking about. oh yeah there's so many great things out there in the world and there's so many great stories and there's so many great opportunities uh if we give ourselves time if we give ourselves space yeah to listen to what we desire what we want what we need what we require to live a full life and to live a healthy life yeah. And that looks different for everybody. Yeah. And, and, you know, to know that there's, there's something wrong, but there's nothing wrong. I mean, at the same time, right. There's, I, I'm experiencing these things, but I don't need drugs to hide them. I want to find right. out. They are. I need someone to listen to me and help me put the dots together. Yeah. It's every single day. I meet someone who is, is surprised that I'll actually listen to them, but even more surprised that I believe them. And then when I tell them there are reasons for their symptoms, it's like, this guy is, is I'm not crazy. crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's of course there's a reason for everything. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. There's always something we can do, even if we don't understand the reason yet. Yeah. Yeah. And everything is so different. Every person is so different, which is also beautiful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And full of curiosity. Same. I have a curious cat tattoo on my back. <laughs> you do? My cat too. <laughs> I love it. Curious cat. Oh, that's so good. Um, so anyway, this is so good. And so what's next for you? I will be eventually. Um, I don't have plans yet to do so, but I am planning to move back to Montana. I'm, I'm originally from Helena, Montana. Okay. Um, so be closer to my folks and just come back home. And you're in Denver now. I am. I love it here. It's just, you know, I've been here since 2014 and I'm, I, you know, I want to see this through with my current employer and, and get this sort of such that I'm able to sustain 
my, um, my life and be able to move and not be dependent on my parents and that kind of stuff. And I mean, goodness knows I want to take care of them if I can. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I'm in that phase right now, taking care of my mom. So, which is an honor, you know, which is beautiful. Yeah. So Arwen, thank you. Thank so you. Good. I really appreciate the opportunity to. So good to chat you. with you about this. And I mean, this just, just touches on the subject really, but I love being able that you can share that story and that people out there, you guys are out there in heart and hustle land know that there are alternatives and there are, mm-hmm. there is someone who will listen to you. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not alone. You're not making up these things. Don't let anybody tell you it's all in your head. Yeah. And that's really important because uh, we do live in a crazy world, but it's a beautiful world. Yeah. And people like you are helping to make it a better place and a magical place. <laughs> you too. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for being here. And everybody out there in heart and hustle land, thank you for sharing yet another episode with us. This is my I kind of lost track. This is my fifth year for doing this. And I just, I just love it. I know, right? I love, 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 love it. And I love being able to bring you people like Arwen who are creating change in the world and also doing their passion, living their passion and making, making it work for them on so many levels, you know, on a spiritual level, on a physical level, on a monetary level, Mm -hmm. Uh, because we can do that as creative women, as entrepreneurs, step into our power and step into our glory and step into our purpose and not be afraid to show up, right? Not be afraid to stand up and be present and give our heart. As long as we take care of ourselves first, mm-hmm. we are here to, to spread the love and that's beautiful. So until we meet again, many blessings and thank you for being here. Thank you.